The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month, legislative news from Washington, plus fashion tips for seniors with vision loss from Lynn Cooper, coming up on ACB Reports for August 2006. Convention preparations made it impossible to obtain a recorded legislative report this month. But Day Al-Mohammed and Krista Merritt sent us the following information about recent legislative activity. On June 29th, the Senate finally passed the bill that will reauthorize the Vocational Rehabilitation Act, Senate Bill S-1021, known as the Workforce Investment Act. The Senate bill is preferable to the companion House bill, H.R. 27, which passed the House in March of 2005. The House bill contains a provision which downgrades the position of RSA commissioner that is currently appointed by the President and confirmed by the Senate to that of a director. The American Council of the Blind strongly opposes this provision, which is not part of the Senate bill. Overall, the Senate bill is stronger than the House bill. The final bill will come from a conference committee. The ACB message to that conference committee will be to adopt Senate language regarding vocational rehabilitation. In April, House Concurrent Resolution 235 made it out of committee. This resolution expresses the sense of Congress that successful candidates for driver's licenses be required to demonstrate an ability to exercise increased caution when driving in proximity of a pedestrian who uses a white cane or a guide dog. On the Senate side, Senate Concurrent Resolution 71 currently has only eight sponsors. Although this is an improvement over the five sponsors the bill had in April, at least 10 senators are needed to sign on in order to bring the bill out of committee. The Louis Braille commemorative coin legislation, Senate Bill S-232, passed the Senate under unanimous consent on June 29th. This is a bill to authorize the issue of a commemorative coin to honor the life and legacy of Louis Braille. The House version passed on February 28th of this year. Access to Newspapers for the Blind Senate Bill S-2918 authorizes the Library of Congress to pay for telecommunications costs in order for people who are blind or have other disabilities to have interstate free access to electronic editions of periodicals and newspapers through a multi-state, non-profit source. This bill has been referred to the Committee on Rules and Administration. The American Council of the Blind obtained a huge Senate victory on June 22nd. At the markup of Senate Bill S-2686, all of our requested disability amendments were accepted and added to the bill. S-2686 is being enacted to amend the Communications Act of 1934. Provisions of interest to the blind include 1. Customer premise equipment was specially added to accessibility mandates. This is significant because people with disabilities will now have stronger grounds upon which to argue that cable broadband services must be accessible. Given the shift from analog to digital technology, this is a victory which could have positive, far-reaching effects on the ability of blind people to compete in an economy that is increasingly information-based. Two. 
Every two years, the Federal Communications Commission must report to Congress on the state of accessible equipment and services. Although this provision might apply only to Voice over Internet Protocol, VOIP, systems and services. 3. An umbrella disability rights organization will be represented on digital television working groups. 4. Materials produced by the digital television working groups must be in accessible formats and must be available on accessible websites. This would be the first time that federal legislation required accessible websites. This is a big deal as many private websites are still virtually unaccessible to people using screen readers. Unfortunately, this bill contains the word repeal in the section on video description. It says the FCC has the right to repeal, modify, or expand video description requirements. The American Council of the Blind is currently exploring fixes to this problem via FCC regulations as well as through legislative action. The bill's next step is to go to conference. ACB wants this legislation in as strong a position as possible since conference is where lobbyists and organizations have the least influence. In addition, the House version does not have strong disability language. To assist in this endeavor, ACB has met with a number of telecom corporate representatives to discuss their support of the disability provisions. ACB extends special thanks to Karen Peltz Strauss and Jennifer Simpson, who both worked very hard to help cement this crucial victory. To send comments and suggestions about this program, send an email message to reports at acbradio.org or write to American Council of the Blind, 1155 15th Street, Northwest, Suite 1004, Washington, D.C., 20005. ACB Reports for August 2006 continues with fashion tips for people who are experiencing vision loss. Here's Lynn Cooper. A lot of the information that I have comes from a number of websites, and uh, my research is based on information done by Austin State University, and the American Foundation for the Blind has a really nice website that is broken down by organizing your bedroom now that you're low vision, organizing your home, adapting your um, environment, reading, writing, getting around, recreation, what have you. So that's just one of probably 50 different websites that are out there with information for adapting your environment to your low vision. That website is AFB, as in American Foundation for the Blind, dot O-R-G. Now, what these are, Mike, are tips on sort of down and dirty ways to understand how our bodies and our beings are changing as we get older, but also ways to deal with that, to really make ourselves happier, healthier, because we have to remember um, when we look at things like skin care that our skin is our body's largest organ. It is a living, breathing mechanism, if you will, a part of our body. And so when I refer to these uh, tips that we need to be concerned with as seniors with low vision, I'm going to be looking at it from head to toe and from 
inside out. So we're going to start with skin. And once again, this information, for the most part, unless I mention otherwise, is relevant for men and women. As we get older, our skin gets thinner. And I have noted people usually probably in our 80s um, saying that their skin is getting more crepe-like. And that is just a natural uh, part of aging. Our skin also gets drier. And remember that our head also has skin. So we have to be very concerned with scalp drying. And once again, I think one of the most uh, important things to do is in whatever way we can to get a visual monitoring from those human mirrors along our way because I know we've all probably run into somebody who has just... What do they say? What do we used to say? Snow on the mountaintop. <laughs> Snow on the mountaintop. There we go. We don't want to be giving that uh, that picture to people who meet us for the first time. So if you're not sure, you know, a few brushes on your shoulders throughout the day, but a better way to do that is to understand that your scalp is getting drier. Dandruff is a product of dry skin. So what we want to do, we don't want to use it every day because it will lessen its effectiveness, but at least a dandruff shampoo one or two times a week. Now, we don't want to wash our hair too much, even if you shower and bathe every day. If you don't want to wash your hair too much because that will dry out your hair and your skin, and we also, as a result of the drying skin, we want to be concerned with a more moisturizing shampoo and when we leave the house in the morning, no matter what, we have to put on sunscreen, minimally an SPF uh, of 15, and that means sun protection factor. And that number essentially means that you can stay in the sun 15 times longer without burning than you would without that lotion. That's really, really important because as our skin is thinner, as we age, we're more prone to skin disorders. And that's as important for winter as it is for the middle of Around summer. Around the year. In fact, our skin, because the air is drier, gets even drier in winter time because the air is drier inside with heat and what have you, and outside the humidity is much lower. So we want to make sure that our moisturizing for men and women, we get out of the bath, very, very important because we're going to itch, and if our skin is thinner, we're going to tend to bleed. We're going to open sores, not a good idea as we age. We're going to want to put lotion on head to toe if possible. Make sure you have a different formula for your face, certainly, because some people are allergic. We have to remember that we're getting drier and our skin is getting thinner, so that will make life a lot easier. Another thing that we have to be concerned with as we get older is that our hair is getting thinner and drier. And this is not just, you know, men are going, well, hey, I've known that since <laughs> I was 17. But the fact is that women also, we will have a thinning of the hair more evenly throughout the whole head, which will be different for men. Usually men will have a male pattern. Baldness will be either the top of their heads or the side or what have you. There will be whole chunks of their scalp that will be hairless. Women usually, our hair just gets thinner overall. So it may not be as noticeable to the observer, but we want to make sure that we get a haircut that will not only make our hair look fuller for men and women, but also be easy to maintain. When we are visually impaired, uh, it's, number one, more difficult to take care of a fancy-schmancy hairstyle that's kind of complex and, and uh, fussy, but it's also uh, a very good way to just 
um, know that your error factor is low, shorter hair, easier to style. And another tip, wherever you are, men and women, your barber, your stylist, ask them to tape the instructions or take your tape recorder with you and ask them if they would mind taping the explanation of how to take care of your hairdo at home. And men, very important that men don't forget that they really have to be concerned with uh, facial hair. When we are aging and our vision is lower, we often uh, cannot discern, particularly if we have our uh, beards and mustaches growing in, in a light color hair and our skin is light color, it's sometimes difficult to discern between or to, to, to notice uh, visually if we need to shave. So what I would suggest is to follow a routine uh, simply shave every day or when, when you normally would shave, uh, even though your uh, facial hair growth may not be seen to your eye. And then another important thing, Mike, is to really avoid beards and mustaches. And this is a bugaboo of mine, and it's tricky. And this is very, very, very important that if you do have a beard or a mustache of any size, that you understand that they require precise upkeep. There is nothing worse than having stray hairs, and they really do require upkeep. If you're able to go into the barber and have a shave, you know, that's great. If not, and this is often the case as we start losing our vision, then I would say clean-shaven. That seems to be the best way to go about it. It's certainly the easiest way. I grew a mustache once, and, and I finally cut it off because I got tired of all the extra time I spent shaving around it. Exactly. <laughs> My husband as well. He said, gosh, that adds like 15 minutes in the morning. And, and I really think what you've just said is important. It's very important to remember it's not fair, it's not nice, but the world, we're hardwired as a species, the visual world is keyed into identifying that which is amiss, that which is wrong, that which shouldn't be there. And if we have a beard or a mustache and we have errant hairs and we don't have a precise outline to that beard and mustache, we're going to look like mountain men. And people are going to wonder if we have shaved in the morning, if we know how we're appearing. So if we can help it, we don't want to be giving the wrong message. And it's tough enough, I think, once our vision goes. So if you wish to, at least avoid a beard because that really does require a lot of visual upkeep. And it's often difficult to understand if our uh, hair color isn't coming in in a color that uh, contrast against our face. We don't know where the end of that beard is in the beginning of our skin. So it's a little bit tricky. And now something that women uh, put on their face is uh, makeup. And there are some women who have uh, chose not to wear makeup. That That's well. But once again, moisturizer and a sunscreen at the very, very least. And as you said, Mike, a wintertime as well as summertime. And men, good idea too. Just get a real nice hypo, H-Y-P-O, hypoallergenic lotion for the face. Doesn't have to be fancy, doesn't have to be expensive, but that's very, very, very important because uh, skin cancer is uh, something we all need to be concerned with. And because the aging eye decreases the ability to discern colors, women, as I said uh, earlier, have to really be concerned with the makeup application and getting colors that are lighter so they can uh, make a few boo-boos on their face and not uh, feel that it'll be so 
stark and dramatic. Um, also, another thing is because our skin is getting thinner and uh, we have a few more wrinkles, we need to have a more emollient, more a creamy uh, makeup. We're not going to probably go to as many powders as we used to. We're going to be using uh, lotion um, makeup. And once again, start with professional application. I don't know about uh, where you all are in Mississippi, but here in Chicago, there's not one department store I can walk into. And usually, if you all notice, the first department you walk into in a department store is cosmetics. And usually they're grabbing and tugging and shouting and howling, oh, please come over here, we're giving a makeup uh, demonstration. Do that. Or if you have a resource center or an independent living center or there's someone like Lynn Cooper in your neighborhood who is giving talks on on these uh, personal image issues, have a professional application, have it explained carefully, and then one's favorite uh, device is a tape recorder, and that can really come in handy. Very important by products, as I said, that are creamier, easy to apply. We also have to make sure that not just are we aware of the color of that cosmetic, but how do we get into the case? We often have arthritic hands, uh, fingers that don't work as they once did. Um, And also, Mike, this is for men and women, certainly, for everything from shampoo and conditioner in the shower to our makeup and our skincare products, label them for yourself, whether it's a rubber band around the conditioner, if it's in the same shape bottle as the shampoo, or if it's in a little piece of you know tape that you can feel, you can discern with your finger on your blush versus your eyeshadow. We have to make sure that we know which product you're using. And then most importantly, when you are putting these products on, Good idea, good tip is to handle one product at a time on your counter, use it, put it away, bring out the next one so that there is uh, less confusion. Finally, some tips for clothing. And, of course, we're working from our skin up. Just some ideas in keeping ourselves from pulling our hair out when we get ready to dress in the morning. Clothing and uh, our accessories certainly remain very important to us, men and women. One of the important things to remember is that we're going to be needing new ways to organize and to put outfits together because it's going to be more difficult to go in and select the way we used to. Oh, I'll grab a little uh, skirt from over here. I'll grab a pair of trousers from over here. I'll grab a tie from my vast collection of ties. We're going to have to kind of rethink this. We're going to look for high contrast colors because this way we can um, identify them in our wardrobe. But also another way to identify them is through high touch, and that is getting pieces that have a little bit more to them, something that we with our fingertips can identify. Something we've talked about in past segments of ACB reports is capsule wardrobe, and that's capsule, meaning it is the core, a core wardrobe is what we also call it, based on similar colors. We either start a wardrobe with black basics or camel basics or what have you, and then we've cut down our error factor. We know whatever we buy that's of color goes with that black. Or then if we go into the store, we know that our capsule wardrobe is khaki. Or for gentlemen, our capsule wardrobe is gray. 
And that makes shopping easier, makes less errors when it comes time to putting outfits together. Use zip garment bags. Those are also a really nice idea. Now, you may not want to put a lot of these in your closet. You may not have them. A lot of times stores, if you ask nicely, will give them away to you. But they're a really great idea if you have a particular, like let's say for gentlemen, an outfit that you would wear for dress in that garment bag so you know and if you have a couple garment bags, put safety pins on them, you know that that outfit for that suit is going to be in that garment bag. And in there, you're going to have your shoes, you're going to have your hanky for your pocket, your jacket, you're going to have the tie, the shirt under the jacket with the pants folded over the hangers, and socks. Put it all in there so that it's real easy to get to when you uh, need to go to that outfit. Same thing with women. And then overall, if you don't want to keep all of your outfits, which wouldn't make sense in a uh, garment bag, a zip garment bag, use Ziploc bags. A real good idea for, um, you know, oh, there's accessories that I know go with this purple outfit. So put your necklace, your earrings, what have you, for this outfit in this garment bag. Take a big safety pin, pin it to the hanger or pin it around the neck of the hanger or the, uh, the jacket, and you're set. Another tip, Mike, which some of our listeners may be using already, but that is simply use mail-order catalogs and website shopping. Great resources for adaptive clothing. More and more clothing being made for uh, seniors and for people with uh, lower mobility. So adaptive clothing websites are abundant. But when you do buy things online, it's very important that you get their customer service 800 number so you can call and speak to a customer service person and say, listen, this is what I look like. This is my size. I'm between a this or that. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. I need washable clothing. I need whatever. And if they help you in a way that you're comfortable with, great. If not, keep searching. Another real important factor, Mike, is for our listeners to understand fully the return policy. And remember, when you return something that you bought mail order, it's going to be minus shipping and handling. Men and women, if you take a bag, wear it across your chest or a fanny pack, and that keeps your arms and hands free because we may need to have a cane or just to, to, to uh, keep our balance. Another thing that happens to us as we age is our circulation lessens, and we tend to get chilly. That's real important for us to note summer and winter. Summer, certainly, air conditioning. And in wintertime, it's just important that we not be too cold. So we want to wear layers. Even if we wear polyester or silk long underwear, men and women, it's a really nice idea. They're called cuddle duds for women. I don't know what they have for men. But not a bad idea. It's thin enough to even wear under a dress shirt. Men, neckties. We want to make sure we use our human mirror. Now, that's really important, and you all have been listening to ACB reports this segment for years. You know we, we often talk about human mirrors, and a human mirror might be your daughter, your son, your friend, your doorman, your driver, whomever that is. Make sure that they are honest with you when you say to them, all right, I'm leaving you or I'm joining you. Tell me, do I have spots? Tell me, how am I looking? Tell me, is everything matching? Honestly, candidly, and with your best interest at stake. Men, be sure your tie's not spotted because we've kept it in that suit bag. 
But we can use two different uh, tips for men. One is to pre-tie your necktie. And when you are finished wearing it for the day, you don't fully untie it. You just loosen it, slip the loop over your head, slip it over a hanger or somewhere on a hook in your closet, and it's ready to go next time. You can also just put a little pin or a little um, marker, if you need to, on the tag behind the tie. And then also, in a pinch, clip-on neckties. Not a bad idea. Nothing worse than a spot on a necktie. Almost impossible to get spots out of a silk necktie, so consider that. And washable garments, certainly, as much as possible. We want to uh, wash and wear uh, clothing, and they're making polyester and man-made fibers so nicely. They look so much like good wool fabrics. And another little tip is uh, a new product. I don't know if you've heard of this, Mike, called a Tide Pen. No, I haven't. Well, it is the coolest thing. And now you're going to have to get the human mirrors that you're with to let you know if there's a spot. But it is by Tide, uh, like laundry detergent. And it's in a little, kind of like a chubby pen, almost like a magic marker. And with a screw tap, I keep one in my handbag. And if you get a spot, let's say a little bit of spaghetti sauce falls on your shirt, you just take this pen and dab it with maybe a hanky underneath, and uh, usually the stain comes right out. It's a nice idea, and once again, we want to make sure that we don't have spots on ourselves if we can avoid it. I need to keep one of those in my shirt pocket. I've given one to uh, my husband to keep in his uh, in his backpack because it, it's just a nice idea. Now, that would be for a clothing that is washable. To close, we really have to remember that it's a give and take, and we have to give others a chance to be of help to us. Now, I know for many of us that's tough, but now it's your time. Enjoy it. Chances are, as I said earlier, we spent a lot of our lives helping others, and now you are in a position to ask others for help. So ask salespeople when you go in. Ask friends. Ask families. Start developing those human mirrors, or as we say, eyewitnesses, and ask others for their tips, too. A lot of what I hear comes from others, comes from the uh, seniors in our Low Vision Connection support group at Blind Services here in Chicago. Everybody has a tip that they use to get their needs met, and it's kind of fun. Get a group of people together, and, and not just friends. Sometimes we learn more from those we don't know. And uh, find a way to give and take and to remember the glass definitely is still half full. That was Lynn Cooper of Lynn Cooper and Associates, Chicago, Illinois. Next month, hear the amazing story of a survivor of the attack on the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports. Connecting the blind community around the world, this is ACB Radio. 